You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Chapter, um, and beginning at verse 15, Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 15, and I'm going to be in the message uh, version, the message I'm going to be using. I used it last week, and I'm going to use it again. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, and in verse 15, and it says... We pick up in the middle, you know, what happened last week, and now we're picking up again uh, after uh, Nehemiah committed himself to this. And he says, our enemies learned that we knew about their plan and that God had frustrated it. I want to, this so funny, you know, it's one thing for the enemy to find out that you know about what they plan to do, but it's another thing for you to be able to say, the reason they found out is because God didn't let it be so. Says the enemy, they learned that we knew about their plan and they were upset because God had messed up their plans. I want to tell you, I want you to just put in the comment section, everybody, I want you to know God is scared to mess up the plan of the enemy. That's not even my message, but he's, he's going to frustrate the plan of the enemy. I want you to be encouraged by that. And we went back to the wall and went to work. And from then on, half of my young men worked while the other half stood guard with lances, shields, bows, and male armor military officers served as backup for everyone in Judah who was at work rebuilding the wall. The common laborers held a tool in one hand and a spear in the other. Say that again. The common laborers held a tool in one hand and a spear in the other. Each of the builders had a sword strapped. Somebody say, I'm strapped. (laughs) Each of the builders had a sword strapped to his side as he worked. I was strapped and working. (laughs) I was working and I was strapped. Strapped and working. Put in the comment section, I'm strapped, I'm strapped. This is going to be for some people about it right now. Some of the comment section, this is for the not the fainting heart. I kept the trumpeter at my side to sound the alert. Then I spoke to the nobles and officials and everyone else, said there's a lot of work going on and we are spread about all all around the wall, separated from each other. So when you hear the trumpet call, join us there and our God will fight for us. I want to use for a topic today as we're doing all in right now. I want everyone to say it's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. Put that in the comment section. Turn to someone and say that it's worth fighting for. Father, use me for your glory. Use me for your honor. You're not impressed by me, but you want to use me. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Continue to share this. Put in the comment section, it's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for. I wanted to use this. I wanted to use as a subtopic, I'm strapped and saved. Um, but I didn't let me use that, but that's what I want to say. I'm strapped and I'm saved. <laughs> as as um, we journey through this series, and I'm going to try to relate this to all of you who are at home, as those of you who are in person, these people here in person, they are really excited to be here. So um, God has called them here. So I know they're really going to make me preach for those people that are in here. As we journey through this series, um, we've been challenged weekly to do a heart check on where we are. Um, all of us, it's not just you, um, but all of us, myself included, have really been challenged to do a heart check to see where are we really. Our theme for 2022, as we approach our seventh year um, in ministry this year, um, as a church is built different. 
Um, our lanes that we're focusing on are being foundationally spiritual, being structurally solid, and being intentionally missional and eternally strong and financially literate. Those are the areas that we're covering this year, and those are the things that God has placed on our heart as we move forward into our seventh year. And it's with this theme in mind that this series has presented itself to all of us um, to make sure that in this season that we don't just have another theme, but we have a movement that starts in our heart. That we don't just have something that's just catchy, something that's cliche, something that's just saying, you know, um, whatever it is, some theme that rhyme with the year, uh, but we want to have something that begins a movement in our heart. And last week, um, we looked at the beginning of Nehemiah's journey and his journey as he went from being impacted by the destruction of his homeland's wall to actually having participation in doing something about it. Last week, we learned that he made a decision that he was going to participate in the solution uh, to his homeland's problem. And what I learned from that, and I hope that you gain from that, that right now we're in a season of moving beyond just being concerned about something, but to doing something about what we're concerned about. That we're not in a season where we can just say that we're just concerned about that, that's something that's sad, but we're in a season that we have to move beyond lip service and start to have some action to what we say. I want someone just holding that in the room. I got to be about it. I got to be about it. In this season, that's what God is really calling for us to do. And Nehemiah could have heard, this is interesting, Nehemiah could have heard about the destruction and he could have remained quiet. He could have remained unbothered and he could have remained unconcerned and he could have continued serving uh, what is considered to be one of the highest offices in the government. And he could have said to, their self, to himself that this is their problem. He could have said that this is sad and I hope someone does something about it and he could have continued to serve and do whatever. But for something to himself, he said, no, I can't be like this. And it reminded me of the word that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said and he was driven by the sentiment, I believe. Uh, that Nehemiah was and he said that our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter this is not the time to be silent I want somebody to put that in the comment section and hollow that out in the room I can't be silent any longer I can't be silent what that means is if something concerns me I've got to say something if something is bothering someone I've got to do something about it if tragedy strikes in your house then it affects my house it's not just something that hits you it hits me too if it's your child it hits me like it's my child. If natural disaster hits your city, then I'm going to partner with other people and I'm going to see what I can do to provide resources to make sure that your city is taken care of. This is the time for me to not just have my own isolated thing and my own isolated four and no more, but this is the season to do something about it. Someone say do something. If children and adults have lost their life recently, I saw a report on the news of two different cases, one in, uh, I think one in New York and another place in Pennsylvania, I believe that if children and adults have lost their life due to a fire that started because the apartment building was not up to code because of a space heater that was installed and, and no one wanted to be concerned about these impoverished people and these people who are living in this type of, uh, this type of, uh, this home, this type of home and this type of, uh, 
income and they were not able to to be able to have what they needed then I'm not just going to look on the news and, and I'm not just going to look on social media and continue to scroll and I'm not just going to say Lord that's sad no I'm going to say Lord what can I do to help them even if I can't bring their children back I'm at least going to pray for the child because they were in a situation and they were in an apartment building that they didn't even know was going to have that tragedy but somebody's parent is now having to bury a child and if somebody else is at someone's burying their child then I'm concerned about it and it affects me because what happens to somebody else could happen to me tomorrow what happens in Pennsylvania can happen in Kentucky what happens in New York can happen in my house what happens in Alaska can happen in Kentucky I'm not immune to problem I'm not immune to situations happening so it would affect somebody else affects me too somebody put in the comment section and say out loud that it happens to me too it concerns me this is not the season to act like things don't bother me. This is not the season for me to act like things are just somebody else's thing. These, these things are personal. It's, it's time for me to do something. So Nehemiah took personal ownership. Somebody say personal ownership. He took personal ownership of this thing as if he still lived there. Nehemiah was not living in his homeland, but he was still affected by his homeland. I don't know if there's any of you all who have graduated past the days that you were in or graduated past some of the people that you used to associate with, but you're still affected by what affects them. Things that concern them still concern you. And Nehemiah was not at home, but he still was affected as if he lived there. Just because his body was serving in one place didn't mean his heart wasn't impacted by another place. Just because his body was in one location didn't mean that his heart was not in another location. Nehemiah was moving into a place where his assignment was a personal concern. You really know that you have a mission from God when it becomes personal. You really know that you have a mission from God when what it is that you're doing is personal, where you'll do it if you're not paid for it. Where you do it when no one else is giving you any accolades. Where you do it when no one else is looking. You know it's a real call when it's something that keeps you awake at night. You know that it's a real call when it seems like nobody else is doing it but you. You know it's a real call when you're waking up with dreams and things that you see yourself doing that no one else in your family has done. But you see like you feel like you can do that. And I don't want to know if there's anybody in the room right now who you feel like you're the answer to somebody else's problem. Where you feel like you are the solution to some other issue. And here it is that's what Nehemiah was saying I feel like I'm called to this where this is not just some public knowledge that I heard about in my homeland this thing is a personal matter if the AKAs were here they would say it's a serious matter and I want somebody to holler out in the room right now and say it's serious it's, it's real serious my child is real serious my community is real serious my family is real serious I wish I had somebody that was streaming or in the room right now that would say this thing is serious this thing has hit home this thing is hit personal. I cannot let somebody else die on my watch. I can't let somebody else lose their life. I can't let somebody else commit suicide. This thing is serious. Somebody say it's serious. There's some things in your life that are just worth fighting for. In chapter 3 of Nehemiah, he called everyone, everybody that could work, he called them to the scene. Everybody. If they had the ability to work, he called them. Everybody had an assignment. Everybody had something to do. And I want to say that to everybody watching or in person, everybody has something to do. You might not sing, but you can sweep. You might not be able to sweep, but you can call somebody. You may not be able to call somebody, but you can help somebody. 
You can't help somebody, you can be able to serve somebody. Everybody, someone say everybody, everybody has got something to do. This is not the season where we sit by like, like Sophia did, uh, not Sophia, like Celie did in color purple and just sit back and see what color the walls were going to be. This is not the season to be sitting back and waiting for the paint to dry. This is the season to say, whatever I can do, I'm going to do it. Somebody say, whatever I can do. Fixing to shave, mister. Whatever I can do. So if you can do something, you are going to be tapped for the assignment. And I want to say real quick before I leave here that there's some people that have been tapped and you're ignoring your tap. God's tapping you, been tapping you, but you keep ignoring it and saying the tap is for somebody else. It's just like the person who comes to church and says so-and-so needs to hear it. You are the so-and-so who needs to hear it. <laughs> I wish so-and-so was here. You are the person who's here. So I wish so-and-so could stream in. You are the one streaming in. Whoever it is, the word, the scripture says, whoever has an ear, let him hear what they say. You are the someone. He's tapping you. We used to sing the song in the old church. We would say, hush, somebody's calling my name. There's a season in your life that you got to start silencing all the noise and saying, I hear a tap. I, I hear him calling me. I hear him calling me beyond this season. I hear him calling me beyond this. And there's something for me to do. So Nehemiah went about doing things. He went about restoring every wall, everything that he could put his hands to do. Everybody had an assignment. He went around with the sheep gate and the fish gate and the old gate and the broad wall and the valley gate and the dung gate and the fountain gate. And I know some of you are saying, I don't know what any of those gates are. It doesn't matter. But there comes to be a point that sometimes your gate needs to be worked on. Uh, these, these names were Old Gate, Fish Gate, Wall Gate, Valley Gate, Dung Gate, all that stuff. But according to Nehemiah, what he was really saying is, I'm going to fix every area that the enemy has had access to. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm going to fix every area that the enemy has access to. What that means is, if there's an access point, I'm going to fix it. Wherever there's an access, wherever there's an entrance point that the enemy thinks that he can come in, I'm going to fix that thing. And I'm going to ask you, are you willing to fix the areas that the enemy has access to? Are you willing to fix the areas that the enemy has access to? That's what Nehemiah said. I'm cutting this thing off. I'm closing this access. I can't let nobody in who don't belong here. I can't let nobody have my time who don't belong here. I can't let nobody be my friend right now if they're not supposed to be my friend. If you're a friend of me, get out of my way. If you're liar be able to get out of your business I don't have time to be connected to anything that does not have access somebody say cut that thing off cut that thing off if you're going to rebuild the wall the first thing you're going to do is have to fix access points you got to close off every access point at some at some point in your life you'll realize that if you're going to get the best life you're supposed to have and be all that God will have for you to be you're going to have to cut off some access points there's some people who have too much access to you. Uh, Jesus, I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's some people who have too much access. It is not that something's wrong with you. There's something wrong with your access point. It's not that you're crazy. You keep letting crazy people entertain you. It's not that you're depressed. It's that you keep letting depressed people entertain you. And what happens is spirits attract and if you start to entertain certain spirits and then what's on them begins again on you. And what happens is things that you aren't struggling with, you start to struggle with because you gave it access. I want somebody to say deal with the access. Deal with the access. What that means is close off any door that the enemy thinks he has. 
Any area he thinks he has to me, I've got to close it off in 2022. I can't have another repeat of 2021. I can't have another repeat of 2020. I can't have another repeat of 2019. I would rather deal with variants than live with demons. At some point in my life, i got to deal with access points. Someone put in the comment section, deal with every access point. So Nehemiah said, some things got to change around here. <laughs> Nehemiah's home now. There's some things got to be changing around here. And some things are worth fighting for. Someone say it's worth fighting for. I feel like preaching in this church while everybody else is snowed in at home. I think I'm going to do the best that I can. So in chapter 4, Sam Balak heard. That they were rebuilding the wall. He heard about it. The enemy heard about it. And he exploded in anger. Started to talk about them. Because what happens is when, when you're no longer where you were, people will talk about it. When you're no longer miserable anymore, when you're no longer at the place where people remember you at and you start to grow and you start to excel and you start to not fight back or fight back like people normally know you to fight back, then all of a sudden people start saying you've changed. I saw a tweet the other day that says when people say you've changed, you should say, yeah, I have and I'm still waiting on you to do the same sometimes when people when you're not where you are they start talking and so Sanballat and Tobias start talking and they say what do they do what what do they think they're doing building what do they think they're doing restoring the wall what do they think they're doing rebuilding the gate and Nehemiah prayed Nehemiah responded to their criticism in prayer Nehemiah said to God he said oh listen to us dear God it's not in your notes but I have it here he says in verse uh, chapter 4 uh, verse 4 and 5 he said oh listen to us dear God we're so despised uh, they call us ridiculous and our enemies uh, are talking about us and they're making us as trophies he says don't forgive their iniquity <laughs> don't wipe away their sin because they've insulted the builders he didn't say they insulted me they insulted your work Listen, you don't have time to be concerned about people assaulting you. But when you insult God's work and his assignment on my life, now you have to deal with God because if I'm a builder, that means he contracted me. <laughs> if I'm a builder, that means he hired me. If I'm a builder, that means I report to the contractor and he, you got to deal with the contractor. So Nehemiah said, the first point, if you're going to have something worth fighting for, the first thing is Nehemiah said, you got to be able to fight for a prayer life response versus clapback noise. You have to have a prayer life response. Somebody said prayer life. What that means is everything's not worth a clap back. I know I lost about five of you that were streaming. Y'all said, I can't do this today. I'll check back next Sunday. But some people, you can't, everything you can't clap back about. When you realize who you are. When you realize that you're called by God, when you realize you've been contracted for this work, Jesus, when you realize that he called you, when you realize that you got a call on your life, when you realize that you're anointed for the assignment, sometimes the best revenge is to get on your knees. Sometimes the best revenge is to pray about it. Somebody say pray about it. Sometimes you realize and you think that people think you're weak because you're not responding. Sometimes the strongest thing I can do is pray. My silence doesn't mean I'm weak. My strength is on my knees. You don't ever want to deal with somebody who starts praying on you. You don't want to be around somebody who stops talking and all they do is start praying. 
because what I want you to know is while you're trying to figure it out, God's already working some things out. And the best thing I need to do right now is not give you my clapback response. The first thing I can do is give you heaven's response. And God can do more with you than I could ever do in a clapback. And I want somebody to holler out right now, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. There's power in prayer. I wish we had more people that would pray. I wish we had more people that would stop talking and pray. I wish we had more people that would stop tweeting and pray. I wish we had more people that would stop posting on social media and pray about it. You don't have to tell people you know about them. Pray about it and God will reveal them in time. Somebody say pray about it. Power in prayer. Sometimes you could be standing right next to your enemy and not even let, let them know you know because prayer will cause your mouth to go silent and prayer will cause God to stretch his hand toward things that are going against what he's trying to build. And I want to tell somebody right now, you need to pray about what God has called you to build. When God has called you to build something, he won't let his work go down. When God has called you to build something, he won't let us work. And what I love about it, this is not my note saying, yeah, but what I love about God's contract work, he's not waiting on the money. He's already funded it. I'm so grateful that he's not waiting on me. He's not waiting on anybody else. Whether you tithe or whether you don't tithe, whether you give or whether you don't give, God has already paid for his work. Come on, Psalms 20, 24. It says, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof what that means is whether you support it or you don't support it it's still going to get built it's still going to get done it's still going to happen i want somebody to holler out it's still going to happen it's still going to happen Oh, Jesus, I feel like preaching. It's still, it's still going to happen. I want you to tweet that out today. If somebody asks you, say, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to rise from this. I'm still going to bounce back from this. I'm still going to live through this. He's still going to let it happen. It's power in prayer. It's power in prayer. Whew, I can stay in there for a long time. It's power in prayer. So Nehemiah, after he prayed about it, he kept on building Verse 6 says, so we kept at it. Somebody say, keep at it. <laughs> it says, so we kept at it. What do we keep at doing? Repairing and rebuilding. The whole wall was soon joined together. And halfway to its intended height because the people had a heart to work. We kept at it. Kept on repairing. Kept on rebuilding. Why did he keep at it? Because when you know some things are worth fighting for, not only the first point, but the second thing that's worth fighting for is that I've got to keep at working for the business that pays me versus the business that pains me. The business that pays me is the business that he called me for. The thing that he called me to do. There's some things I can't allow in my space because it pains me to hear it. But when I've got repairing to do, when I got rebuilding to do, I don't have time to entertain foolishness because it pains me. I don't have time to entertain things that are trying to cause me to stop working on what I'm working on. I can't let anything come in that's paining me when I'm purposed for this. But he paid me for this. He, he pays to serve Jesus. We should sing this song. It pays to serve Jesus. I, I, I know you don't see my paycheck right now, but there's a paycheck that's coming. We should sing a song, Payday is Coming. There's a song, that there's, there's things that's coming after a while, and I might not see it right now, but he's going to pay me for this thing. He's going to pay me for what I'm I've gone through he's gonna pay me for what I put my hand toward I want somebody to holler out right now I'm gonna get a pay for this when you're so busy repairing 
what's been torn down. When you're so busy rebuilding what used to be, I don't have time to worry about stuff that pains me. I'm so busy serving people. I'm so busy building people. I'm so busy working on my purpose. I'm so busy doing what God called me to do. I'm just so busy. I'm not busy being busy. I'm busy being purposeful. I'm so busy uh, rebuilding my stamina. I'm so busy rebuilding my peace. I'm, I'm so busy building my strength again. I'm so busy building my stability, my sanity, my, my ability to think clearly. I'm so busy working on it that I don't have time to entertain something that pains me. Because the best business is to mind your business. Whatever God has called me to do, that's what I'm focused on. Somebody says what I'm focused on. Nehemiah said, I've got people that are called to this work. I've got people that are connected to this vision. And not only are they connected, they have a heart for this. I want to say this to many of you all right now that can receive it and they can hear it. God will send people that you need when you need them. God will send what you need when you need it. I know right now some of you are saying, I've heard that before, but I'm telling you, God will send what you need when you need it. I know it. I've heard it. I've seen it. I know in my own life that whatever you need, he might not give you what you want, but he will send what you need. He will give you what you need. When he has called you to an assignment, he will give you exactly what you need. So your assignment is to continue to mind the business that pays you. Someone say, it pays me. It pays me. Well, that means it pays me to be focused. Some people say, no, it doesn't pay. I don't know about pay. There's also uh, another payment uh, to be entertained by other stuff. The scripture says, for the payment of sin is death. So you can either pay to die or pay to live. And for me and my house, I choose to live. Somebody say, I choose to live. I, I choose to live. But, but even, though, even though Nehemiah responded in prayer and even though God has sent Nehemiah people that had a mind to work, the enemy kept plotting. And I'm going to say that to some people, you think that you've had one storm after the other, one fight after the other, and it seems like the enemy don't stop. And I got a word for everybody. He's not going to. Sorry to tell you, but he's not going to. When you got a call on your life, everything he's designed to do is stop you from building. Everything he wants to do is stop you from building the life that God has assigned for your life. So I want you to just point to somebody and say, he ain't through. He ain't through. He ain't through. But I also want to tell you this thing. God ain't through either. Just because the enemy's got something don't mean God don't have something else. God, God's not through just because the enemy keeps stopping, get, keeps plotting. And verse 11 and verse 12 says, and at this time our enemies start saying stuff like they won't know what hit them. Like we're going we're gonna to do everything we can. We're going to hit them at the right. We're going to hit them at the left. And we're going to do, I'm paraphrasing, so those of you who can go read it back in your own time, we're going to do whatever we can. We're going to make sure neighbors start talking about it. We'll get other people into it. What happens is, what happens when, you, when you're fighting one thing, but all of a sudden you start fighting the thing that's attached to the thing? Then you're fighting the thing that's attached to the thing that's attached to another thing. Then you're fighting the thing that's attached to the thing that's attached to another thing that's attached to another thing that's attached to another thing. And everything is in cahoots with you. And it seems like a whole army is against you. Is there anybody, if I'm talking to anybody right now, that you, you would be okay if you were fighting one thing, but you feel like you're fighting all types of things. And that's what they were doing where the enemy was plotting to the point that they wanted everybody to be against them. Why is it that people are okay until you start changing. People are okay with you to remain in rubbles. But when you start trying to repair, people start to talk. 
Because sometimes people are okay with you as long as you are in pieces. But when you start to go get your peace again, people talk. But I want somebody to say, my peace is worth it. Somebody say, my peace, my peace is worth it. I, I'm tired of living in pieces. I got to go get my peace back. So verse 13 says, I'm almost through here. Verse 13 says, so Nehemiah says, so I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable places of the wall. I signed families, vulnerable places. What, what I want to say this, and I'm almost finished. There are places that no one knows, but you are vulnerable in some area. We act like we got it all together, but there's some areas of vulnerability that some of us don't want anybody to know about. We present ourselves to be one thing, but there are areas in you and myself that are vulnerable, that if you hit me in that vulnerable area long enough, eventually I will break. So that's why Nehemiah said, I'm going to put guards at the vulnerable spot. There are some things you've got to protect in this season. you got to say, I've got to protect my vulnerability. There are some things that I can't let people have access to right now because I'm vulnerable in that spot. I don't have time for another rebound in my life. I've got to protect. I've got to protect that vulnerability. Someone say, protect that spot. Protect that spot. I hope this is helping somebody right now. I hope that this is helping you because I want you to protect some spots that you've just allowed to be vulnerable and open. And that's what he said. I'm going to put some armed guards there. Put some, I'm assigned people. And what he did, he assigned families there. Now, this is what I love, Brandon. He didn't just assign families just to be there eating chicken. It wasn't families there waiting for Chick-fil-A to open tomorrow. It wasn't families there that were just sitting there looking nice and pretty on TikTok, showing themselves as nice, pretty families. He said, no. The families that he stationed had swords. Families had lances, shields, and bows. And these, these families were strapped. <laughs> these families said, oh, oh, if you if you going to fight one of us, you're going to fight all of us. <laughs> if you coming for me, you coming for everybody. Somebody say, you coming for all of us. He said, you coming for all of us. He said, because I got to make sure that the vulnerable areas are protected. Why? Because if you're going to fight for something, you got to fight for a discerning mind versus distracted actions. A discerning mind. Someone say discerning mind. I know there's a King James word that nobody talks about in the church anymore. Discernment. I got to discern in this season. Discernment comes through prayer. It comes through being able to ask the Lord, what does this thing mean? It comes to asking God, what is it that you want me to do about this? Like this area I'm vulnerable in, so I need a discerning mind versus distracted actions. And the reason that I said distraction is because if you're not careful, you will be so distracted by the attack that you'll forget to discern how to attack back. Say it one more time. You'll be so distracted by the attack that you won't discern how God wants you to fight back. And God will never put you in a fight that he has not equipped you with a strap. God will never put you in a fight that he has not equipped you for what you need for the fight. That's why you need to have a prayer life. We have to have a prayer life and prayer and fighting go together. Somebody say discernment. Say it again. Say discernment. I'm trying to teach you a word that you're going to have to use in this season. Everybody who smiles in your face ain't for you. Sometimes wolves dress up as sheep 
as sheep, rather. And you have to make sure that you are discerning, that you have a discerning mind, that you're able to think through things and not just be distracted and all over the place all the time. That's why the scripture says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, someone say everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known unto God and the God of peace will surpass all of your understanding. So there are some things I've been distracted in that if I pray about it, I can discern about it. Be anxious for nothing. Like you're, just because you're getting older doesn't mean that your eggs are going to expire. Got quiet in this sanctified church. God's got something for you. And the thing that he's got for you, nobody else has. He won't give you handovers, but you've got to be discerning. Someone say discern it. Discern every season. Discern every vulnerable, vulnerable area. Discern who's for you and who's against you. Discern and not be distracted. How to distract, how to discern it. Learn his word. Get in his word. Spend time in the word so you won't be distracted. Lastly, I'm through through think y'all can handle too much more verse 15 says our enemies learned that we knew about their plan enemy kept talking knew about their plan and God had frustrated it in the text today he went back to the wall and went to work from then on the young men some of them had shields and bows and armors and they had spears in their hands and the other half had work they were working and the other people had fighting the other people some people were working and other people were fighting say it again some people were working and other people were fighting some people were working and some people were not just fighting they had the ability to fight say that better and that some people had their hands to be able to work and then there's some people that had their hands to be able to fight they had their hands able to put to put themselves to the work because they were building and other people were saying if I have to stop building I can fight if I need to do something if the enemy comes in I, I, I know what I need to do so he had all these people assembly he said because there's a lot of work that has to be done someone says a lot of work uh, what it means is rebuilding takes time rebuilding is a lot of work it means it took as long as it took to build this thing it sometimes takes as long to rebuild a thing that's why it's important not to let everybody into your life and have access to you because you work too hard to build this thing. I work too hard to get here. I, I work too hard to have this type of sanity. I work too hard to have this type of peace. I don't have time to let you have access to me and to tear down everything I've been working on. I don't have time for you to tear down my peace. This thing is personal. Someone say it's personal and I don't have time for you to be messing this thing up. So Nehemiah said, some things are worth fighting for. This is what I love, and I'm through here. This is what I love because he said, if I'm going to fight for anything, Brandon, the last thing he said, I need to have some people. I need to have some people that can fight. <laughs> he said, I need saints that can throw hands versus people pretending that there's no fight. I need a season of people in my life that can throw hands if they need to. I lost ten, 10 of y'all. What are you talking about throwing hands? If I got to fight, I'm going to fight. Because this thing is personal. I'm not talking about fist fighting. I'm not talking about slapping you with your, your face. I'm, I'm not talking about cussing you out. I'm not talking about that stuff. But I'm saying I can throw hands spiritually if I need to. Because this thing means war. Somebody say this thing means war. And I'm through here, Justin. This thing means war. This, this thing is personal. This thing is not a game. This thing has been bothering me. This thing has been messing with my family. 
This thing has been messing with my mind. This thing has been messing with my children. This thing has been messing with us for generation. This thing has been messing with my church. And I need some people that can throw hands. I need some people that can throw hands. And they can throw hands on the knees if they want to. They can throw hands on the knees if they got to. But I need people who are not just prissy. I need people that are not just pretty. But I need people that can knuckle up if they need to. I need some people that can knuck if you buck if they need to. I need some people that can do whatever they need to do. I want some to holler out and say, I can throw hands. I, I can throw hands. I, I can throw hands. I can throw hands. I want somebody to holler out, I can throw hands. I, I can throw hands. I might look like this, but if I got to throw hands, I can throw hands. I might look pretty, but if I got to throw hands, I'll throw hands. I'll throw hands for my cousin. I throw hands for my uncle. I throw hands for my niece. I, I throw hands for my nephew because I can't let anybody do this thing to my family no more. I can't let nobody bother me no more. If Jabari were here and if Toby were here, they would say the song. They said, Try Jesus. Don't try me because I throw hands. I want somebody to put in the comment section, I throw hands. I, I throw hands. And I know somebody in the comment section and somebody in the room right now saying, I didn't know this church was violent. I didn't know that this pastor was violent. Let me tell you, I ain't violent. But don't sleep on me. Because if you mess with my church, if you mess with my family, if you mess with God's children, if you mess with what God's building, if you mess with God's going, I'll throw hands if I need to. I'll pray in the spirit. I'll speak in tongues. I'll fast for 21 days. I'll get on my knees until God gives me a breakthrough because I'm tired of where I've been. I'm tired of this thing being a rubble. I'm tired of this thing being exposed. I'm tired of being vulnerable. It's time to rebuild. Somebody open your mouth and say, it's time to fight. Somebody holler out, it's time to fight. I want you to turn around to a few people and say, it's time to fight. It's time to fight. What's happening right now is a lot of our families, and we've been sitting here smiling, and we've been sitting here pretending like we ain't in a fight. We've been pretending like ain't nothing going on. We've been pretending like it hadn't been hard to wake up every day. We've been pretending like it ain't hard. It ain't hard to be you, and it ain't hard to be yourself, and it ain't hard to stay delivered, because a lot of times we pray to be delivered. But people don't talk about the fight to stay delivered. We talk about praying to be delivered. But we don't talk about how hard it is to stay once I made the decision. We talk about how we want to change. But don't nobody preach about how hard it is to stay changed. Because people try to take me back from where he delivered me from. And it's hard for me not to go back. Because sometimes I want to slap a hole. Excuse me. Sometimes I want to go crazy. And I want to go insane. But I can't go back to where I was. I want somebody to put in the comment section and say, I can't go back to where I was. I got to fight to be here. I got to fight to keep my mind. I'm sorry, but I feel like preaching. I got to fight to stay here. I got to fight to do this thing. What it means, I'm in spiritual warfare. Somebody say, I'm in spiritual warfare. This thing ain't pretty. This thing ain't normal. I'm fighting against demons. I'm fighting against witches. I'm fighting against warlocks. I'm fighting against my sanity. I'm fighting against drugs. I'm fighting against sexual appetites. I'm fighting against my distraction. I'm fighting against loneliness. I'm fighting against depression. I'm in a war and I gotta fight. I feel my help coming. I'm in a war and I gotta fight. This thing means war. War for my church. War for Lexington. War for the bluegrass state. War for Ohio, war for Michigan, war for Mississippi, 
War for Tennessee. War for the White House. War for Biden. War for Kamala. I gotta make sure I'm fighting. Somebody say, fight this thing out. If I had a word, hurry up, sound man. I need a little bit more heat. But if I were preaching, and I think I am, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, rulers, authorities in high places, spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Is that the word? I feel that's Bible. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. What am I standing on? Having my belt buckled with truth. Having on the blessed prayer of righteousness. My shoes got feet. I got readiness for the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, I hold up the shield of faith so that I can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil. I got the helmet of salvation. I got the sword of the spirit. And I got the word of God. And one more thing, I'm going to pray at all times in the spirit. What does that mean? Sometimes when I pray, I don't understand it, but God understands it. What that means is, sometimes English just won't work. Sometimes I gotta go in another language and I gotta pray in another language and the Spirit Himself, I said the Spirit Himself makes intercession for me. Tell somebody, you may not understand, but God understands. You may not know, but God knows. So I'm gonna pray about it. I got one more word, and I'm gonna be finished. Isaiah 54 chapter and verse 17 says, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Did you hear me what I said? I didn't say some weapon. I didn't say one weapon. But I said no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. This may not mean nothing to y'all. This may not be exciting to y'all. But I'm so glad that whatever weapon comes my way, whatever weapon comes in my life, it just won't work. It won't prosper. 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 It won't work. Never throw your best shot. But I'm gonna keep on building. Never throw your shot. But we gonna build this church. We gonna build this church. We're gonna build this church. How do I know it? Because I got one no word. This is the Lord's church. This is the Lord's church. This is the This is the Lord's church. But the word said, upon this rock, I will build. I will build my church and the gates of hell. Shall not 
your brother against it. This is worth fighting for. Put a praise on it. Put a shout on it. I'll win. In the end. I'll win. In the end. No weapon. No weapon. Shall be able to prosper. Finances. It can't end like this. 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 Don't wait till the battle is over. going down like this ain't going down like this just tell you people around you it can't go down like this it can't this can't be the end of the story it can't be it this is what I like sister the part I didn't get to because I got a little caught up it says when you hear the sound of the horn assemble yourselves when you hear the horn Get in formation. I don't know if you miss it. When you hear the horn, line up. Because God's getting ready to show himself. When you hear the horn, get in formation. Because God is getting ready to fight for us. I want to tell you, church, sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. What is that alarm? That alarm is praise. Let me tell you something. When you praise him, he inhabits the praises of his people. I want to give y'all a few seconds at home and in the room to come on, open your mouth a few moments. Sound the alarm. God's going to fight for me. Come on, sound the alarm. God's going to fight for me. Come on, come on, open your mouth. Lift your hands. God's fighting for me. He's, he's fighting for me. God's fighting for me. He's fighting for me. He's fighting for me. He's fighting for me. He's fighting for me. 
He's fighting for me. Come on, open your mouth. He's fighting for me. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.